Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 116. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, this is Paul Young, author of The Shack, and you're listening to Cliff and Stephanie and Family from the Heart. And welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We come here every single week to give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscrafts. To talk about family issues, parenting, being a husband, wife, being a family of faith, and talking about things not related to faith at all, like uh, Twilight Eclipse, which we went and saw last night. And all kinds of other things. So welcome back to the show. Stephanie, I I know that right now you want to probably just give a little rundown of the movie Twilight Eclipse. I wasn't planning on it, but you brought it up. I did. I did bring it up. Which, by the way, no spoilers at all. No No spoilers at all. Uh, I'm not not telling you not to give them. You're telling them that we're not going to. We're not going to give you any spoilers. But last night we went and saw Eclipse. What did you think? Best one yet. Well, that was hard to I mean, beat it, the it, other it, dude, wasn't it? Actually, it wasn't. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I'm saying. The, it, it wasn't hard. Um, it was fantastic. It was. Um, it, it caught you from the moment it came on screen. It kept your attention all the way to the end, and um, I thought they, I thought they did a beautiful job. Well, here's here's what I want to say. Staying true to the story. The the first movie, I kind Twilight. I mm-hmm. kind of enjoyed watching it. Until you read the book. And, well, I kind of enjoyed watching it and thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it really wasn't that great of a movie, but the story was okay. Right. Um, it wasn't a movie that I, I would have wanted to watch a second time. Right. Uh, and to, it, yeah, it just that's just the way it was. Then I read the book. Right. And when I read the book, I hated the movie. I went right. back and watched the movie again, and the movie is awful i mean it's horrendous because of how much it it missed they, the point they left out a lot of really um essential stuff yeah from from the um book from twilight the book to the movie yes and knowing that there are four books following that i really think that they shouldn't have left those things out exactly and then i read new moon the book before the movie new moon came out and the movie, when I went and saw it twice in the theaters, and uh, I don't think I've seen it at home at all. Uh, the thing is, it's horrible. <laughs> right. It is absolutely horrendous. This New Moon was probably hands down one of the worst movies I think I've ever sat and <laughs> watched from beginning to end. It was that bad. Now. Okay. It's probably like in my top 10, but it's not in the top five. Yeah, that's I've just because that's because you love Twilight, though. No, no. Okay, I, I'm thinking, you know, along the lines of Jury Duty and some really bad movies. Uh, well, okay, it, it, see, it's it's down around Jury Duty yeah. with Polly Shore, uh, but I will say that I went into Eclipse with very low expectations, mm-hmm. and having already read Eclipse and also. Uh, a particular book that is a novella. I won't even say the name of the title because if you haven't read it and stuff like that, 
then you may not want to know. But there's a certain book that you should write, read, uh, The Short Second Life of Somebody. All right. <laughs> Why can't you say the name of the book? That's well, so funny. But it can be found at Stephanie Meyer's website until, I think, July 4th. Right. She, she's offered it online free for a month. Yeah. So, so I've read, to buy it. we've read both of those books that are referenced in the story of the, in the movie of Eclipse. And I want to tell you, last night, sitting through Eclipse, it was awesome. It was. It was awesome. It was well, it was so much better than I could have even hoped, imagined, or dreamed. It was awesome. It was really good. Very true to the book. Mm -hmm. There were every major thing that needed to be told from the story, from the book, was in the movie. Now, was everything in the book in the movie? No. Everything that needed to be? Yes. Um, There were a couple things I think the movie did better than what was written in the book. Right. And and I'm referring to like one or two little one lines. One liners. There were some fantastic fantastic one liners in the movie. There really were. Yes. It was. It was fun. It was amazing. Um, The special effects. When I read Eclipse, I don't really read it. You know, as a funny book, mm-hmm. but there were some lines that they really pulled off and th- that were laugh out loud funny. They they were great. And and so what I'm saying is that for all those boyfriends that are going to get drugged to go see <laughs> Eclipse, I'm telling you what, if I, you're you're probably going to enjoy this movie. Don't fight it because you might enjoy it. It, it was really good. Right. I'm telling you. And, and it takes a lot. If anybody's heard my review of New Moon, the movie, and anybody's heard my review of twilight the movie you know that i have no problem giving a negative review to a movie this movie was awesome it was you know we were sitting next to um richie's in the chat room and he points he points to his username he says one of those boyfriends you're gonna love it here's the thing is that um we we took megan um our 10 year old daughter and we were sitting next to a couple and when we had first gotten there and you were off getting our popcorn. We were talking to them and the boyfriend said that he was there against his will. (laughs) And Megan's like, Megan says um, something like, well, have you read the books? Well, you should read the books because my daddy did. And he's here of his own accord. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) We didn't have to drag him here because he wanted to come too. Yeah. And it was funny. And the, and the guy, the guy liked the movie. Yep. Yep. I, and I'm knew nothing you. of the first two stories. So. Exactly. And, and and honestly, it it is a great movie. It was. It really is. Um, now, I will tell you that Stephanie and I went and saw it uh, with Megan. We took our 10-year-old daughter, Megan, with us. And uh, great movie. We saw it in the IMAX. We did. Which is really good. Right. So if you have the opportunity to see this on an IMAX screen, go see it on an IMAX screen. It is awesome. It is. Oh, it is a great movie. I, I'm telling you, it, it was it was just great. It was very, that, that's all I'm going to yeah. say. So we have a full review of the movie in the Twilight Saga podcast. If you go to yes. twilightsagapodcast.com, you can find that podcast. It's four plus members only uh, as far as our review of the movie. Uh, but uh, that's going to be put out probably later today or probably, well, let's just say before the weekend comes. Uh, but Well, before I leave town well, yeah, tomorrow. We're leaving town tomorrow. So. Yeah, so it'll be there. Right. Anyway, so that's 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 one thing we did this week, and it, and it was very exciting stuff. Right. Um, what else can we share? 
What, what, okay, so it's I'll like tell you everything built up to that. Everything kind of built up to that. I'll tell you what we're going to do is we are going to knock out a ton of voicemails okay. in this week's episode because you guys have been calling them in and we've been playing a little bit here and there, but we're, we're focused. This episode is all going to be about your voicemails because we love getting them and I don't like putting them off. And so we're just going to go through and, and I don't even know what any of these are about. So let's go with Tony D first. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Tony DeLorenzo, and I want to pipe in on where you should move to. A beautiful little town called Poway, California. I know you, go, I know you guys don't want to move too far west, but you got to check it out. 75 degrees year-round, a little hotter in the summer, 30 miles from downtown San Diego, 20-minute drive to Solana Beach, Encinitas, Del Mar. doesn't get much better. There's nothing to think about. Come on out. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. <laughs> I love that. There's nothing to think about. There's tons of things to think about. <laughs> it's California, for goodness sakes. Earthquakes. Um, exactly. Let's see here. Earthquakes. <laughs> Earthquakes. <laughs> San Diego is gorgeous, though. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. I would. I have never been to California. I've never been that far west, and right. I want to go. Well, I saw 26.2 beautiful miles of, of San Diego in what year was that 98 i guess i I did the inaugural uh, rock and roll in san diego in 1998 and um marathon and it is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous i have no doubt that it's gorgeous and and i'll tell you what who knows maybe one day we'll end up in poway california it is really far west it is far west, but uh, I, I I love getting these. If you guys want to give us a call and let us know where you think we should move, give us a call, 859-795-4067. And we're going to fool you all when we don't move anywhere. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Cicely. She's, wow, four minutes. She got a little chatty there. Awesome. Cicely, take it away. Hi, guys. It's Cicely from Maryland. Um, hi, Cliff. Hi, Stephanie. I'm calling for our family from the heart. And I'm going to really, really try hard not to be long-winded or take too long. But um, I was listening to episode, I think it was 112, where the listener, you had blocked out her name, um, had mentioned about the fact that, um, well, she left a long email regarding higher education. And Cliff and Stephanie, I totally agree with you. On the point of where Cliff noted that there are about 100 jobs that he can do that does not require a degree. Little story. I was, I was, I, I strived to go to college, but it was something that really, I, I, I knew I couldn't do it. And and, 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 and through life, I decided my my passion was to be a wife and a mother. But in this economy, you have to work, and I have to work full time, doing something like some I love to do, working on computers, and. I've, I've always excelled at working for, working on computers and fixing things and fixing anything electronic. And I'm, I'm working um, government contracting that handles defense contracts that builds things. And I work in the computer section. And, and, I, and I get a little upset. I get a little upset where people with degrees and, like, MBAs feel that they're sometimes so much better than you when you don't have a degree or that you are nothing or you can never amount to anything successful without a degree. My husband 
has a graduated from high school and will never go to college. His thing is I will not attempt to go to a college because he's worked in a field where he sometimes makes more than a doctor. And he works with big-name companies. And these people sometimes, because he wears a uniform and, and pants, the same one every day, you know, they look at him sometimes and think, oh, he's just a help. But technically, he comes home and he laughs at them and say, I mean, these people don't know that I make more than them, and they have, like, two degrees. And that bothers me that people sometimes think about education in the terms of, oh, you have to have it to succeed in life. No, you don't. We know many, many people who have two, three degrees that don't even work in the field that they went to get a degree for. Not saying college is bad because actually I'm taking courses to get a degree. And technically the only reason I'm getting that is because in my field of work, in my company, in order to get to those higher positions, you have to have a degree to back you. And now I can take college by taking online courses a little better than I would have after I graduated from high school. You know, I, I don't think I would have paid pay attention then. Then now I pay attention because it's going to be something that's going to feed my family maybe later on in life. But other than that, I don't feel I need it. Whatever I'm learning there, I already know. Through life experience, I've learned. So anyway, again, I tried not to be long-winded, so I'm <laughs> going to end here. Just to say that college is great for those who feel the need to go co go to college and want to pursue that higher education, but it's not a necessity. It's not something you have to do in life in order to succeed. You definitely don't. So thank you, guys. I love you. And Stephanie, you are the greatest. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Cicely. That's awesome. Great to hear from you. And, you know, I got to... Because everything they're no teaching me, I already know. <laughs> that one was... <laughs> Through a, life experience. That was a good one. That was fantastic. All right. So I'm going to put a link to an article that was sent to me by... I, I read think through it was, part of this. It was from Emma. And I'll put it right here. And let's see if I can find... About the return of investment on... Uh, Higher education. On higher education. It was very interesting until it got so wordy that it lost me. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm just going to, I'm not going to read the entire article. I just have two little blurbs here right. that I want to read. It says, if there's one truism that goes virtually unchallenged these days, with the exception of the family from the <laughs> podcast, it's that a college degree has great value. According to a study conducted by PayScale for Business Week, New research suggests that the monetary value of a college degree may be vastly overblown. You can read the article yeah. linked to at familyfromtheheart.com. Look for episode 116. That's because the people who are out there saying that, um, that, that there is great value in higher education are the presidents of universities. <laughs> now, and, and I'm not arguing about not the value either. of higher education. I'm not either, but don't tell me I'm stupid because I don't have any. Right. Or that you uh, won't be able to get anything other than a trivial job. That's what I challenge is the fact that you can do. And, and I think that there, and, 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 and by the way, that's an article by business week, right? This isn't just some blog. This is business week saying this. So, um, 
what I what I'm thinking, what I would like to say though is is that the I think that if there is any indication that you know you make more money and people who don't get a college education end up just settling i think i think it's not because they can't get other jobs they don't try to get other jobs because they've been told and programmed their entire life that you cannot get an upper uh, uh, level job without a college education so if you've been trained your entire life that you can't do that it's kind of like you're like these people are like cows in a field all right with no fence they're like cows in a field with no fence. And what I mean by this is that there are these fields here in Kentucky and probably many other farms around the world where they put up this electric fence. All right. And they put up this electric fence and this and what they have is this wire. And if a cow gets close enough to that wire, it shocks them so much so that they become conditioned to believe that you can never go beyond a certain, certain point, point without being shocked. Right. They can then turn off the electric and, and they the can take and they can anymore. take the they can take the the wire away and they will not leave because they've been conditioned to think that getting beyond that point is not something that is possible. Right. And I think that that's why college, that's why people don't succeed more often than they do when leaving college or when not doing college. So, again, I'm glad to hear that other people aren't completely against the fact that <laughs> right. I say that. But I did, um, I did read that article and it was very interesting. Very so. interesting indeed. Absolutely. Alrighty, um, let's see here. Melody has some thoughts on higher education. She got a little wordy too at four minutes and 26 seconds. Let's go ahead and play her feedback. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Melody from Chicago area, Illinois, and this feedback is for family from the heart. I hate to beat a dead horse on the topic, but I have listened to the discussions about higher education and college, and I felt the need to put my two cents in. First off, I want to say that I support each and everything that you guys have said 100%. While I do feel that college is most definitely beneficial, I do not feel that it is necessary. I am not ashamed to say that I am 24 years old and I have never so much as even taken a college course. As I was graduating high school and most of my friends were going off to college, I chose to continue to work and decided that I would rethink things in a year. I have never been career oriented and my parents never pushed me to go to college. There was no money saved up for me to go, and I certainly didn't want to put myself into so much debt just to be like everyone else when I was clearly not motivated. All I ever wanted to be was a wife and a stay-at-home mother, just like my own mom. As the years have passed and I've seen my friends go through and graduate college, there has always been a part of me that feels like I missed out on some of the fun college experiences, but I also feel that I saved myself from a lot. I even saw some of my closest Christian friends get sucked into the college life of drinking and partying, but to this day I have never even for a second been tempted to taste alcohol or experiment in the rebellious life that so many others have fallen into. Yes, I lived a sheltered life, but I still feel like I got all of the life experience I needed without paying thousands of dollars for college. I met my husband at age 19 and married shortly after my 20th birthday, and that was my first experience living away from my parents. I didn't need a college education to learn the struggles of real life. I quickly immersed myself and got as much of, if not more, life experience than any of my friends who have graduated from college, especially when a job change from my husband moved us 700 miles away from my parents and all of my family just eight months after we got married. 
I also got plenty of experience through work. I started out by being an assistant teacher at a daycare during my senior year of high school and beyond, and all of the childhood development and parenthood classes that I took during high school gave me plenty of education to obtain and maintain this job. I went on to work at a group home, caring for adults with developmental disabilities, neither of which required a college education, and both gave me more real-life experience than I even bargained for. When I decided that I wanted to change career paths, I contacted a temp agency and learned new skills through each short-term office job that I was able to experience. I never in a million years would have thought that I would be at a full-time job now that I absolutely love without stepping foot on a college campus, but with each small job I worked, I learned more and more skills that prepared me for the next. I am now four and a half months pregnant with our first child, and while it is still my dream to be a stay-at-home mom once the baby is born, I am so thankful that I have a job to return to until we can live on my husband's income alone. And when we do reach this goal, I have so much experience on my resume that I know I won't be stuck in a dead-end job later in life if I choose to go back to work. And if God forbid something would happen to my husband, I know that I have so many options. I could choose to go to college to get a, de to get a degree in nutrition or to be a teacher or whatever my heart desires. But for right now, I am so thankful that I did not spend money on four years of education that I may or may not use in the future. My husband, on the other hand, is career-oriented. He is a graphic designer, and while he did go to college, he never completed enough to obtain his bachelor's degree. While we are grateful for the job he has now, it has proven to be difficult for him to find a new job, as he has been searching for about three years now. I am fairly confident that if he would have earned his bachelor's, he would have been taken more seriously by, employee, by employers, and it would not be so difficult for him to find a new job. When money permits, he is hoping to go back to school to finish his schooling and to create more things to add to his portfolio. So I have noticed that it depends on the specific career aspirations for whether or not college degree is required. Anyway, sorry this took so long. Thanks for all you guys do. I absolutely love your podcast and all the entertainment and passionate opinions you bring each week. God bless. Melody, thank you so much. And by the way, I, I want to just say before we comment on what she says, I have to apologize. I, I, I've said twice now that people have been wordy and 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 that you have gone, been saying that. A lot. I, I, I hate that. And I and, and matter of fact, I've <laughs> been thinking maybe I'm going to go in and edit that the fact that I made right. a comment to as to the length of those voicemails. Right, because out. they were both fantastic. And have you ever listened to yourself? Because you well, get a bit wordy I know, sometimes. I know, but I just want to say what I feel really. I feel really horrible. For, for mentioning that, especially to Melody, and somebody in the chat room had commented sh that she was obviously reading, and, and the, uh, yeah, absolutely, and I want to say thank you, because this was originally a email, an email that was oh, sent okay. to me, okay. and you know how bad I am at reading emails, well, I and, can read. and I like to hear them in the person's voice. Um, better than you? I know you read better than me. So I asked but, her if she would actually do yeah. me a favor. I said, man, I've read your email. This is great. So she did you a favor and and read her email and sent it to you. And then you called her wordy? Yes. Am I wow, you must feel like a heel of a man. I do. Good. And that's why I said that. And the only reason I bring all this up, because I know I'm going to forget to go and edit out that right. I said that she was wordy. So you Melody, I am so sorry. Please bad. forgive me. I, you know, I sit there and I say stupid stuff like that, and then people don't call in. It's Literally, like, I've been married I'm not going to call in years. because Cliff's going to call me wordy. <laughs> uh, I am. So, <laughs> we forgive me. 
please Melody. And, oh, I and, was going to say me. You didn't si- say anything. And Sicily and everybody else that I might say something, you know, about. Anyway, please forgive me. Right. Call me. 859-795-4067. That was, that was a, a great. It was. Congratulations, call. by the way. Absolutely. On the addition to your family that's on its way. That is so good. I miss so being pregnant. I really do. I, I don't want any more children. <laughs> Not at all. But um, I loved being pregnant. I yeah. really did. It, there, there's, it's magic. So, absolutely, congratulations! Enjoy every minute because it goes by way too fast. It does. Um, the one thing I will say is that I just want to let you know I'm going to continue to pray for you guys in in all the things that you do that you succeed and uh, and and you're absolutely you're absolutely right. There are some there are certainly some fields of expertise and and certain industries that you might aspire to that will certainly require college education right. and. And we're definitely not opposed to having college education in our home here. So in our home here. Right. So right. we we want to prepare for that for our children. All right. So moving along, we have more voicemails. I love it. Serenity has called in twice and I'm not going to say she's wordy because I'm done saying that. But she has called in twice in uh, two separate calls. So here you go. First Family one. from the heart. And um, I just wanted to tell you guys that. I think what you're doing is just awesome, and I'm I'm really glad that I I found um, all your shows. It's just been fun listening to you guys. But I wanted to uh, thank you for uh, for doing your K-12 interview. I uh, I had I'd seen the billboards when I was driving down the freeway, and I wasn't quite sure what that was. And to hear this was really great. So um, thanks. And uh, just to give a plug to my state, South Carolina. Woohoo! We have a <laughs> free uh, K-12, and uh, you guys should move here, because we only get like one day of snow slash ice, and then you can sit around and laugh at everybody who's from here that goes and runs and gets all the milk and bread, and then uh, <laughs> they don't have school, and then there's no snow and ice, and it's fun, but it's also is super hot, so just be aware of that. But um, um, the only other thing I have to say is... For Cliff, uh, I know this isn't about Lost, but I listened to another Lost podcast, and Chris White was on there. He's the guy from the official Lost podcast, and he was being interviewed, and he mentioned that he heard about a guy who quit his job to do podcasting, and I was home alone listening to my iPod going, I know who that guy is. I know him. So I was pretty excited. I don't know if anybody told you that Chris White has heard of you, but he has. So anyways, keep up the good work. Totally, probably sound like a complete idiot, but that's okay. Love what you guys are doing, and uh, bye. Very cool. No, you don't sound like a complete idiot. No, you don't. So, wow, I didn't know that Chris White had uh, mentioned me. If you know what, if uh, Serenity, if you know what podcast that was that he was interviewed on, there's tons of other lost podcasts out there. Let me know. I'd love to go hear that interview. I, I, I really enjoy uh what chris chris white does over there or did for the lost official lost podcast right i don't think he's doing any other podcast right now for abc he used to do one for Grey's anatomy and and some other uh shows over there so i wish he was still doing some of the other podcasts right anyway i and also i wish was it just because they're not increase the uh bit rate on the files right um is it just because the other shows are not in season right now, they're no, on hiatus. They, they, no, they no just, it's like it's like they used to do the private practice podcast, and they just they just didn't they just stopped doing them. <laughs> that was probably smart. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but the other ones you have to wonder about. Yeah. All right. So Serenity called in a second time, and okay. this is her second message. 
Hi, uh, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Serenity uh, from South Carolina. I think I just left a message, but I didn't hear it beep. Anyways, this is for uh, family from the heart. But um, I forgot to add from my last message that uh, I wanted to kind of address the college thing. I know I don't want to beat a dead horse, but um, go ahead and beat it. Just to share it's a little bit about my own mother. It. My own mom did not go to uh, to college. She graduated high school. My parents um, got married mm-hmm. almost like six months later and uh, had me and just had babies. And my dad went to college and then <clears throat> dropped out and then eventually went back and got his master's degree. But my mom didn't. And, you know, at the time when I was a snot-nosed college kid, I really looked down on her because I couldn't understand, like, why she would waste her life and, you know, had that same attitude. And now, you know, I find it a, such a ble- she is such a blessing to me and to my children. And, and, like, I'm almost, like, ashamed of myself for thinking that way about her. You know, she took, and I use this word loosely because I hate this word too, trivial jobs when I was a kid to support our family when my dad was pursuing his passion. And, and now that she is pursuing her passion, she's figured out what she wanted in life, and, and we all are supporting her in that. It is just amazing and awesome. And, and the, the, the road she chose it doesn't require college. But when I was 20 and I thought my way was the only way, you know, I couldn't understand why she would do that. Why didn't she follow this road? But now I'm just, I'm completely grateful for who she is and what she's done. And I don't think I tell her enough (laughs) how wonderful I think it is that she chose a different path than me. And um, honestly, yeah, I don't know. That's it. But um, yeah. So thanks for this great show, and I hope you did get my first message. But oh well, if you didn't, then I'll figure it out and call back. So bye. <laughs> we got your first message, Serenity. That's awesome. Thank you. you know what? Um, I, I think that that if you sometimes still feel ashamed of how you felt about your mom at that time in your life, tell her that. Um, th- this is on so much a smaller scale. It's just an example of when I was. Um, I, I have a whole slew of siblings. I've shared that before, and both of our parents worked um, my dad and my stepmom and uh, laundry never seemed to get put away in our house and when I was a teenager I always thought I never said it out loud because I always thought that my dad would take my head off but anyway um, I I was very I was very wordy as a teenager actually I was very mouthy (laughs) I I mouthed off quite quite a lot but um, anyway I always thought in my mind why can't she just put the clothes away why do we have to just wash the clothes, dry them? And they were always thrown in the living room chair or on the couch, always piled up with laundry. I mean, you could never sit on our furniture because everybody's laundry was piled on the couch um, until I started washing my own. And then, you know, I went and I piled it somewhere else in my room. But um, I always really looked down on her for that and and gave her a hard time and one day not too long ago um my mom was over and uh I had laundry piled on the couch and piled in the chairs and I looked at her very gently and I, I I apologized for all the times that I had torn her down in my head for not getting all of these things accomplished when I have half the kids that she had and I don't work outside of the home and I still can't get them done. So I j- just tell them, tell them how you're, you know, I was really stupid back then. I've, I've, I've said that to my parents. 
Well, we appreciate the feedback, and and you I agree. have no idea what I just said. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, yeah, there's a lot of value in going and 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 having that conversation to say how much you appreciate the sacrifices that you made, and and to say those. Sometimes we think them later in life, but to communicate them, believe it or not, I think your mom would love to hear absolutely those words and to to hear your appreciation. So, absolutely. She did what she had to do to provide for her family. So let's see. We've done. Uh, we've played the voicemail from Tony D. Sicily. We've got so, both the Serenity uh, mm-hmm. calls. We've done Melody. Uh, so now we have three more. We have um, uh, Mitchell, Maggie, and Anita coming up. Be- okay. Before we do that, I want to mention our sponsor, Mardell.com. Absolutely. M-A-R-D-E-L dot com slash G-S-P-N. So, so we have to always add that now. Please go to Mardell.com slash GSPN. Have a look at our featured products there. Uh, Stephanie, a little update yes. is that our dinner table devotionals are doing a whole lot better these days than when they first started. They are. They, they're, they're, going, they're going well. Um, of course, Megan contributes that to the fact that we had ice cream one night. We did it. We did it during dessert rather than dinner. Yeah. Um. So Megan said that was very smart on your part to put ice cream in their hands while while we were doing it. Yeah. And um, they're they're going much better. And I think that while we're while we're in the midst of them, I'm thinking we really have been off base for a while because some of the answers that come out of our kids, I don't know if they are just being, I don't know. Well, they're they're just not thinking through yet. I mean, they're just not thinking through. through. The, The situation here is that we have not done devotionals in our home since our kids were little, little. Well, no, no, we did them last year. That's when we bought this book. I don't. Th- I don't remember even trying that. I, yeah, I remember getting the, the book. We did it in the living room. Oh, did we? You don't remember? Jesus rode into town on. Oh, is that one? Not was, one that- donkey, but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, then we did it once or twice, and we just dropped it. We yeah. But uh, what we I'm did saying it for though, a week. did we do it for a yeah. whole week? Okay. Well, anyway, this time around, it. I think it's going a lot better. I, yeah, our, our kids aren't. They're not as involved and engaged yet. But like we've said in day to day stuff, it's still, I it's still sinking in. Even though, even though they're pretending to be uninterested, right. even though they're pretending to not get it, they're getting they're it. They're getting it. And like you shared last week about hearing Megan tell Matthew that wasn't being a peacekeeper or whatever, because that's what one of the, you know, one of the devotions that we did was about being a peacekeeper. Well, uh, several days later. And this was in between last week's Family from the Heart and today's somewhere. I think it was last Saturday. It was Saturday. Matthew and I and McKenna were at um, Kroger. And we were looking for a birthday gift for a party that McKenna was going to. Well, Matthew asked if he could go look at the boy toys. And I said, yes, you, you could go over there and look. And um, But understand, you're not getting anything. And... Um, he said, okay. So anyway, I'm helping McKenna pick out the birthday gift. And Matthew comes over and he's laughing. And I said, what's the matter, buddy? Or I said, what's so funny? And he goes, mom, read what this says. So he holds up this toy to me with this huge smile on his face. And it's, the toy is a nine millimeter peacekeeper. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, buddy, but that's not really the point. 
He went. He says, "Look, I found. I found. <laughs> Look, I can be a peacemaker because I found a peacekeeper. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's not really how it works. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the opposite of how it works. But it was so funny. It was. It was. It was a hilarious moment. And um, Matthew doesn't have hilarious moments like that very often because he's always playing a video game or something. But um, it, it was great." It right. was a great moment. I'm sorry you missed it. Now, as far as, uh, so by the way, uh, if you go to Mardell.com, L-M-A-R-D-E-L.com slash GSPN at the very top, you'll see uh, the book that we're using for our dinner table devotionals. It's called One Year of Dinner Table Devotionals and Discussion Starters. Great book. It's only $14.99. You get 10% off and it's a great way to say to our sponsors, hey, thank you for helping Cliff and Stephanie on a monthly basis to bring us a show every week. Uh, and if you enjoy this podcast, it's a great way to help support us by buying things from Mardell and using promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. Again, you get 10% off and it's a great way to communicate to them. Now, Stephanie, you bought a book from Mardell last week. I did. And you've got it sitting there. You want to tell us about the book? Um, yeah, I, it is, um, take four by Karen Kingsbury. It is the fourth book in the above the line series. I'm about halfway through it. And um, I love anything by Karen Kingsbury. I really do. Mm, okay. I love the series by Karen Kingsbury. <laughs> there have been a couple standalone books that, I don't know if it was just because this family wasn't in them or whatever, for whatever reason. But um, anyway, take four. Obviously, if you haven't read any, there there are three books prior to it, which, believe it or not, are take one, take two, and take three. And... um but it, it, it's a fantastic story, and I'm looking forward to finishing this series. Very cool. And what is that? Does that series have a name or anything? Above the line. Above yeah. the line is yeah. the series. Yeah, I said. And that. how? And how far along is this? Is this the last book? This is the last. Okay, yeah. you probably just said all. I that. did. But I was communicating with Daryl over at Mardell in okay. the in the chat room to add it to. And the... I was asking if he would just add this right. book to the text links at the bottom yeah. to the recently mentioned, not necessarily okay. in the featured products. But, but in if, the we, recently if we can just get right. it at the bottom in the right. recently mentioned so that folks can right. check that out. This is the fourth book in a four book series. What, can you tell? I mean, did you just say what the story is about? I didn't. Okay. Can you just um, give a like a, a, oh, the series overall? What's what's the storyline? Well, the series overall um, follows the certain characters through a short period of time. There are um, some some characters who are starting a Christian production company and um have a dream of reaching the world through through Christian films. Um, there is a family who we have met in some of her previous series that their story is continuing here in this. And um, and then the, the people that they meet along the way. Very cool. Um, yeah. Very cool. So it, I can't I can't what, give away too much. I mean, no, if no, I, I don't want you to give away anymore. Right. Is, is this an inspirational story? Oh, absolutely. And does it, how does it how does it inspire you? How does it in? I mean, you obviously love these books. As soon as they I come do. out, you want the next one immediately. I do. But what what kind of emotions does it evoke, or, or, or how has hope. it hope? I think um, a lot. Um, oh, that's actually that's funny because look right here on the front it says um, a story of hope, heartbreak, and the search for happy endings. Um, that that's funny that I use the word hope, but um, I think that it is. And it it reminds me to search after God in my everyday life. Okay. 
Absolutely. Um, I think so many times we only turn to him in great need, but um, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And I know that in my heart. Right. And these help me re- remind me of that. So when, you, when you're reading through this book, would you say that it helps you to be more mindful of God in your Absolutely. everyday life? For let's say while you're as reading, as I it. ignore my family while I read it, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it does so it does that for you yeah. while you're reading the book, and probably I would say probably lasts for a couple of days or weeks afterwards. It lasts for a while, yeah. But then really. then that but, starts to then, fade because right, and I need to take a conscious effort. I really need to make a conscious effort to not let it fade. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, we all do. Okay. Right. We all do. And 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 I, I don't know anybody myself personally that hasn't experienced that. I mean, we you when you actually come to that place where God is you recognize that he is intimately involved in our lives or at mm-hmm. least wants to be uh or wants us to recognize that and interact with him that we oftentimes will regardless how close we get to God, I've not met anybody who over time hasn't seemingly got distracted by life's cares, worries, concerns, and stuff like that, that just pretty much gets you back into living the day by day and forgetting about the purpose and the meaning behind it all and, and the, the rat race. Right. And so I, I, for, I know that I've seen you over the last couple of years read these books and I can just, I can tell a noticeable difference when you're reading these books they and how they inspire you and, and help you think they do. differently. They're beautiful. You know, it started, um, my, my love for, for Karen Kingsbury and her books started when, um, Sarah, um, recommended that I read redemption. It's the redemption series. I think, um, the first, I, I, I don't have the, the computer's not turned on, so I can't look it up. But um, the the first series is the Redemption series, and it starts with the Baxter family, and you fall in, in love with this family. It's a family, um, a mom and a dad who've been married for many years, and they have five children. And each book, there are five books in the first series, each book kind of focuses on one of the siblings. And... Um, and their their journey through and they go through struggles and they you know go through it really resembles real life it it really does right and um and so then after that i mean it lit this it led right into her next series which still involves all of those same characters and uh, which is the the firstborn series and then uh sunrise and then Sunrise, and then this follows after. Now, all of the same characters from those first three series are not um, as upfront, but they're they're more like extras in ah, this series, right? Um, because there are new um, new characters who have come along to be the leading roles, but um, but they're still there, and you can still. So it's it's fun, and it's all still set in the same place, and it, it's fun, and. Um, now you can't see the chat room right now. So Shelly like says she's actually people. reading Oceans Away right now. Okay. What what is that in this series or the other one? Oceans Away is not in any of these series. It's a, it's in a It's a whole other series yes. of its own by Karen Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. But uh anyway, so um thank you for giving us a update. I I know that we mentioned that we were buying that book last but week. But if I mean if you're looking for anything um I mean obviously you could start with, you know, take one and read the above the line without having needing without needing to read the other ones. But if you're looking for something to get into, I would 
absolutely recommend them. Awesome. All right, so let's turn back to some more voice messages. Uh, We're going to go next to Mitchell. Mitchell, take it away. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, Mitchell Boxeth here, calling in from Family from the Heart. I know that you've had a lot of feedback about your um, college debate, and um, I'm not really going to give my opinion because it doesn't really matter, but I just thought that I could maybe share a real quick story that I think kind of puts things into perspective, if I could. There was a Boy Scout, a minister, and a genius sharing an airplane together, and all of a sudden the pilot came back and said, we have a problem, the plane's going to crash, there's four of us, and we only have three parachutes. The pilot said, I have a wife and kids, I'm taking a parachute. He grabbed a parachute and jumped out of the plane. The genius looked at the minister and the Boy Scout and said, I am the smartest man in the world. The world could not survive without me. This world would just, nothing, this world needs me, hands down. So he quick grabbed a parachute and jumped out of the airplane. Next, the minister looked at the boy with a sad smile and said, you know, I'm an old man, I've lived a good life. Why don't you take the parachute and I'll go down with the plane. And the boy says to the minister, relax, minister, because the smartest man in the world, he just grabbed my backpack. (laughs) So I guess the point of the story is that there's a difference between being smart and having wisdom. So I guess the bottom line is that, you know, um, if, if we're faithful to God, God will be faithful to us. And everything always works with God. He will always give us everything we need, no matter what, in every circumstance. And um, and I think that we just need to all make sure that uh, we remember that, you know, he is our maker, our creator, and he'll always take care of us. So uh, just wanted to share that little bit of feedback. Uh, Love you guys. Uh, Can't wait to hear your next couple of shows, and we'll talk to you soon. Be blessed. Bye. All right. Mitchell, thank you so much, and uh, I totally concur with everything that you've said, and I love the story. That was hilarious. That was good stuff. That was good. All right, so we got two more calls. We're going to turn next to our great friend, Maggie. Maggie, go ahead. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Maggie. I am calling for Family from the Heart, and I have some random feedback because I've been listening to lots of back episodes, um, you know, almost to the last finale in podcast, which is, and it's... um, June 15th, <laughs> so I'm a little behind, but so, okay, Stephanie, I have to say, thank you for saying that your hormones have been out of whack with your weight loss, and you have had really bad acne, because my acne has been really bad, and I've been like, my face is clean, why do I have acne, so thank you for that, that totally makes sense, that I didn't think of it, and so I really appreciate that one, um, I, I do love that you blame me for the Biggest Loser uh, Last Chance Workout DVD, um, <laughs> Hope you're doing it. It's really, I haven't done it in a while. I actually need to get back to it. Um, but yeah, I, it makes me smile. And then my other thing is, you guys were talking about um, dating in an episode um, recently and when to start. And Cliff was joking about um, bringing, having a shotgun when his daughter started dating. Um, my uncle did that. Um, he is from Georgia. And when his oldest daughter started dating, that's what he did. Her, his little daughter. And that's what he did, and to scare off her boyfriend or the guy's dating. And the family story goes that the guy that my cousin is married to is the first guy who sat down and started talking to my uncle. So she realized she just had to marry him. So you can do that, but just, you know, be careful. The one who starts talking to you, talking to you about guns, you know, it could 
your daughter could end up marrying. So, <laughs> just to share that one. Um, I've been enjoying Family for the Heart, and I will talk to you all later. Okay, bye. Thank you, Maggie. That's awesome. <laughs> that is funny. Could just be the one. Oh, goodness. Maybe. That is funny. Um, I'm going to say, my dad has two daughters. We are both now married, and he feels very differently about each of our husbands. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It, it is. It's it's very sad, and it, it's causing, um, you know, some issues. But anyway, it is what it is. But um, I, I have, I don't know, I just picture my dad with a shotgun. Yeah. And by the way, I'm, I'm not the one that he has problems with, so... <laughs> If anybody's wondering. Uh, no, I love how in front of my sister's husband, he tells you very loudly how proud he is of yeah, you. I, I mean, he really is egging it on and it's becoming a problem. Yeah. And I'm trying to talk to him and be like, you know, the, the older responsible sister. And I'm like, dad, just like dial it back a couple notches. You're really. Yeah. Yeah. You're acting five. I love you, daddy. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't listen to this. Exactly. All right, moving on to Anita. Have you ever known me not to tell my dad the truth? No, no. Okay. All right, so let's let's move on to Anita. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Anita calling from Denver. Yes, Denver, Colorado, not South Africa. We are back. We've been back for a little over a week. And I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I was listening to last week's show, last week's Family from the Heart, and a caller had called in, um, asking a question about being either an overseas missionary or I think an international journalist um, and how do kids play in that. And I just wanted to kind of voice my opinion based on my personal experience. My son is a very, uh, very well-adjusted child. And so, one, I want to say it definitely depends on the children. Um, I don't think that if I had um, another kid... Um, anything other, unlike anything other than like what my son is like, um, I don't think we really could have done it. But bearing that in mind, we met very many missionary kids who had moved around from place to place to place since they were very little, and they were all very well adjusted. So, yes, it depends on the child, but also it depends on the parents. Um, in the coming months not in the coming months, but in the months leading up to um, our trip where the first month we traveled around to, I think, five or six different African countries and then we finally settled in South Africa. Um, our, my three-year-old son's life was basically turned upside down. I mean, we were getting rid of our house. We were getting rid of like 99% of his toys. We were getting rid of his bed his dresser and everything, and he, he was really having a hard time with it. And so I was feeling really guilty about what am I doing. And um, my my best friend actually sat me down and said, yeah, you know, right now his house, his home is his stabilizer, but when you're out in Africa traveling around, the only thing he's going to have that's stable is you and Joe. So you and Joe actually have to work together being his stabilizer. And so we really took that to heart, and he was a wonderful traveler. He gave us almost no problems at all. And I think if God does call us back to Africa, which is a possibility, um, it's just going to be a great experience for him. I mean, we went around, we did so many things, and 
yeah, we, we were moving around from place to place to place, but Joe and I were really on board and and together with everything, so it made it a great experience for all of us. And so I just wanted to call in and and kind of add my two cents in the situation, and I guess when God calls us to where we are going to be next, we will let you know. We have no idea right now. We're still living with um, Joe's parents in Denver, Colorado. We have a house on the market that's empty and no job, no prospects. So (laughs) um, we will let you know where God calls us next and talk to you later. Bye. Anita, thank you so much for your call. And I welcome home. And welcome home. And wow, I I am always blessed to hear updates about their journey mm-hmm. and just the the faith they have to do the things that God has called them to do. And 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 I'm to, I I totally agree. You know, I've we've obviously been thinking about this idea of moving and and stuff like that. And and I really believe that it. I don't think that staying in one place or moving around from place to place um, is the only factor in whether or not a child will grow up and have be, be able to have meaningful, deep, ongoing, lasting right. relationships. I love what our friend said about right stuff. now his home is his stabilizer, but but when you're gone, it will be you. Yeah. And, and I, I, I absolutely love that because I think the kid, I don't think, I know that kids need that, they, they need to have, um, to know that they can count on you and, and, Am I making any sense? Yeah. Okay. What I love is that in today's world, technology brings us so much closer to everybody. And, you know, even even in some of these places you can go, you can find an internet cafe and you can exchange email back and forth or Facebook back and forth. Or, you know, even in some circumstances, you can do Skype messages right. and Skype phone calls for free. Absolutely. And and so many other things. What are you laughing at? I was laughing at um your today's technology or or even, you know, spy on your parents as you're watch <laughs> as they're watching your children while you're on vacation. Yes. Which we did a time or two. Yeah, we basically set up uh when we went to Los Cabos, Mexico. Yes. Uh we uh-huh. set up a laptop in our kitchen that has a webcam on it. Uh, we set it up with Skype and we had it had its own Skype address. Yeah. And we set it up so that any time that I would call from my Skype ID, it automatically answered. It would automatically answer and automatically turn on the video camera. Right. And so at any time <laughs> that we wanted to, we could, without making any sound or anything like that, we were able to just check in, see what's going on at the house. Yeah. And, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Very cool stuff. I don't think we've been on vacation alone since. <laughs> but it has nothing to <laughs> do with that. It has, yeah, we left insurance, so yeah. we're not offered those vacations anymore. Right. Although Jonathan's in the chat room, and I know he's waiting for our family to come down to Nashville. So, Dude, I'm waiting for our family to come down to Nashville. You know, it, we're, it, we're doing all these trips to the Smoky Mountains. Maybe maybe uh, before the end of the summer, we can go down there. I I don't know. I think this will be our last trip to Tennessee. You think so? This summer, yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. Maybe we could leave tonight and go to Nashville. Don't you have a podcast tomorrow morning? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. That's a, uh. All right. Anyway. <laughs> what were you just saying about technology? I don't know. Can you like do it remotely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's move on to our last call, which, by the way, this one came in. I just pulled off the, the line this this morning. 
and I don't even have it labeled as to who it is. Okay. So, and uh, just take it away. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Deanne from California, and this is for your Family from the Heart podcast or for your Twilight podcast. Um, I emailed you a suggestion a couple of months ago, and I got a very nice response saying that you would cover my topic, Um, and I've been waiting, and I've been patient, but um, I think you've been too busy to do it, or maybe you just changed your mind, but this question's just been really on my mind and been bothering me, and and I've been wandering about it, and and, um, every time I listen to your podcast, I think about the question again. Um, so here's my question. I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, and um, when my daughter uh, wanted the Twilight books uh, years ago, um, she told me it was about vampires, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of hesitant about this, and, um, but she was a reader, so I just you know, wanted her to you know, read, and um, she enthusiastically um, wanted to buy each new book as it came out. So the movie came out, and she saw the movie, but I, I never saw the movie, and um, she kind of lost interest in it as it went along because she likes to discover new things, but she doesn't really like them when they become popular because she likes to be the first one. But um, I never really saw the movie or had an interest because I figured, you know, um, vampires, that's, that's bad stuff. So anyway... Um, we went on vacation about a year ago to Seattle, and um, by happenstance, we drove through the town of Forks. And I thought, oh, how interesting, a town is called Forks. And I just thought that was kind of funny. And, and she said, oh, this is my town. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And, and she told me, she reminded me about the books again. And the books were like totally all over town. And, you know, I was still not really interested, but. I just finally decided to rent the movie to see what it was about. And I actually really did like the movie, and I started reading the books. And I actually have read all the books, and I really like them because they're just so descriptive. The characters seem real, and I I just couldn't put them down. So um, Focus on the Family had a podcast, and it was focused on the vampire phenomenon and and their response to it in a Christian way. And I just, uh, I knew you had your podcast. And um, I wanted to really get your Christian perspective. And I really appreciate some of the messages in the books that um, they abstain from taking human lives and um, Edward is trying to... um, Save his virtue because he's lost his soul as a vampire, and um, he's kind of old-fashioned, and I appreciate that. And I, but I don't really know what to make of the the vampire storyline. And it makes me feel better that they don't really kill people; they try to protect people. But my question to you is: What is your Christian perspective to Twilight? Thank you very much. Bye bye. Alrighty. Um, I have to tell her that that the reason that that we have never um, I have not forgotten your question. Please know that it it's one that has um, I had forgotten it. That I know you had <laughs> because even when she was saying it, you're looking at me like uh, I'm lost. But the, um, what was her name again? So I can write it in the show notes here. Deanna. Deanna. Okay, thank you. And um, 
But I think that the reason that I had never was we never had time. Do we have time right now? Yeah, we, we've got another five minutes or so. Okay. We can cover um, this. I Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. What were you going to say? All right. Um, well, first of all, it, I struggle sometimes when people ask me, what's my Christian right. perspective? Because right. I, I just give my perspective. I don't. I, you know, I struggle thinking that every Christian ought to think the same way and that, that, that there is a quote unquote Christian way of thinking. Right. Um, and, and so I, I think that that goes, uh, you know, that, that can be argued and stuff like that. And, and I'm certainly not going to go into that one here, but what I find is that I don't look at this in a way of, is this a Christian, does this, um, help promote the Christian faith or is it, uh, it, is this something that potentially can bring you know steer people away from the Christian faith? Obviously, my ten-year-old daughter is very much involved in the Twilight Saga, and she loves the stories and stuff like that. I had similar concerns about it being a story about vampires myself, but it's I, not. It's not. Um, I I was very concerned about that. Uh, I was concerned about, you know, the vampire phenomenon. I mean, there are literally people out there who Everyone. believe themselves yeah. to be um, to be vampires. Well, and everything has a vampire now. Right. Like, really, it, there are it, it's all the stories that are coming out now are. Well, that's because they, they found that this is something that's catching on. But the thing is, for me, I don't think it's the vampire phenomenon. I think it's the story and the right. way it's written. Absolutely. The story is amazing. But what I will say is that I, as who I am, and I'm not going to say it as, as I'm a Christian, I am a Christian, and certainly everything that I think and feel and everything filters like that through filters that. Through, my, right. f- through my being a Christian. Uh, but certainly I don't think I live up to some people's Christian standards uh, personally. And so I don't think that I can say that my... Well, it's a good thing we don't have to live up to their standards, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't view the Twilight Saga as a vampire story. It's a beautiful story with vampires in it. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, um, well, I know you know what I mean. But, um, and I, there, there are great aspects like, like Deanna was saying that are, you know, the, the saving of the virtue and, you know, the constantly, uh, he, he doesn't want this life for her and, um, doing everything in his power to stop that. There's a great Um, deal. I'll tell you, there is a great deal of, uh, of morality in this book and the morality is, is outstanding. Right. And in fact, the the one the the girl who wants to push things into a you know a very physical relationship is turned down and denied because of one's morality. And right. so, and it, it, I I absolutely love it. It there's there's a whole lot of the decision between good and 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 the right decision and the wrong decision. There's a lot of processing that stuff. There, it's a great story about a girl who is torn between emotions between two people. Now, there's a lot of very unhealthy things in right. this book. Some Which things, we talk with our daughter about. Absolutely. There is some unhealthy, you know, avoidance of other friends and stuff like that. Uh, and, and all sorts of other things that I don't like. 
and that I think could be a bad influence on young kids. More than the vampire story. Yeah, the, yeah, the vampire part you know, of it. Everybody is, is so concerned that that this this story has vampires in it, but I think what you should be more concerned about is our daughters reading these stories about this girl who is so absorbed in this relationship that she'd give up her life, she would give up everything that she becomes so and and that's the real danger in the right. story. The Absolutely. danger is not the vampires. No. The danger is the fact that she is so absorbed with this relationship with this one person that she's willing to to write off the entire world. And and that's what I think is very dangerous Absolutely. in the story. And, and and I do think it's a danger. It is. Uh in fact, Stephanie and I so much enjoy both enjoy the the entire series Twilight but also are very concerned about some things mm-hmm. in Twilight that we've actually start. We have our own entire podcast devoted to the Twilight Saga at twilightsagapodcast.com. And it's not, it's not a quote unquote Christian perspective, critical thinking kind of thing uh, on the series. It is us just talking about it. And most of the time it's us talking about how much we enjoy it. But when we talk about elements, when elements are brought up in the storyline that we think are really horrible, such as this werewolf imprinting on a young child. Boy, you should hear me go off on that one. And if 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 that sounds bad, wait till you read it. It's actually worse than what you think. I mean, it is not. Stephanie disagrees. And of course, you'll get that in the Twilight Saga podcast. But the thing is, though, that's that we, we have an entire podcast devoted we do. to that. We do. But I think that, you know, here... Is one thing that that I love is that okay the Cullens are constantly fighting against who they are who they naturally are aren't we as Christians doing the same thing yes fighting against who we are nat- naturally are we are in a world and not of a world they are doing the same thing I never thought about that way well that's a Christian way of looking at stuff <laughs> Do you <Stephanie>? like that <laughs> been Let thinking me just about tell that for you a how while I really feel um you know you and, sound and like Daniel and do I sound like over people at, are, are you really just getting on my nerves just really seriously tearing the series apart when they haven't given it a chance yeah and and I think that if you give it a chance are there things that are negative and and are there things that we should really be concerned about um you know these young girls reading and buying into absolutely but are there fantastic things that we should be encouraging also yeah. absolutely yeah and and my my feeling on this is that i have absolutely no qualms about my daughters reading these books not at all but with that being said, I want to preface it by saying that we have very open dialogue Absolutely. with our daughters. Right, we do. You know, um, Megan was telling us last night that um, there there was a girl in her class this, this past year in the fourth grade who said moms who let their kids read Twilight and see the movies are stupid. And Megan stood up for me and she said, my mom's not stupid, <laughs> you know, and and I think that that is... That is that is where we can get lost. If we are allowing our children to read it and not engaging in it ourselves and not being the buffer between what they're taking in and what we truly want them to hold in their heart, that is where the sad part is is, is coming in and being lost. Um, I, I am as much a part of what she is is taking in and and that... Um, some people may think that's stupid. I think that that makes me um, f- for a win. You know, um, I'm able to tell her, you know, there is not an Edward on this planet and it has nothing to do with him being a vampire. 
there is not an Edward on this planet. Yeah. There are a few Jacobs, but there is not an Edward. <laughs> Which Jacob is an, and I won't use that yeah. word. Right. Although we, I'm so thankful he that he, himself, he right. called himself that in the movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it's about, it's not about what we are allowing them. It's not so much about what we are allowing them to take in as the filter that we're teaching them to take it through. Yeah, the the filter for which we are providing them to process the information. Absolutely. Because the, be, like it or not, our philosophy is that, in, in our thinking, is that if we let them have it overnight, they're going to be seeing and taking in some of the stuff anyway. Right. And you may disagree with that and, and stuff, but you know, one of in the things... In the world, not of the world. Exactly. We, we want our children to be able to interact in the world and to be able to have the the ability to process that information. Absolutely. And so I think that... I hope that answers Deanna's question. I think it does. I, 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 I think more than anything that, the you know, we just... We think that the vampire thing, not really such an issue. I think that there are deeper issues at, at heart in the story that... Um, now, I think it could awaken within some kids some interest in the vampire stuff. Right. And then they go and get a bunch of other books on because vampire stuff. Because they're everywhere. And then they become obsessed with this whole vampire thing and they start... But that, again, it's about could, the filter that you're teaching your kids to process it through. Exactly. The one thing I, I'm, I'm concerned about, my daughter getting emails from Hot Topic, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's, that's a thought for another show right there because that concerns me. Hot Topic scares me. Yeah, so... Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Family from the Heart. Thank you, Mardell.com slash GSPN for sponsoring the show. Until next time, everybody, join the the community. community.